Hey everyone, and welcome to the Run Adjacent Podcast. My name's Hayden Bell. We've got Hannah riding shotgun today. How are you doing? Main is. Thanks, bro. Doing <laughs> good, good coming into Sydney. Pardon? How's your, how's your long runs for Sydney coming Good. Along? I did a 34 yesterday. Yowie. Yeah. How fast did you go? Like 520s, 530s, like between 520 and 530s. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. are you finishing at? 450. Hell whoop yeah. whoop. Ooh. Yeah. Had Have a you bit got a in the tank at now? the end. Nah. nah. See what happens on the day. This podcast is brought to you by our buddies at Trek Trail and Fish. You can find them at 4 Wakeland Street in Carmo. Uh, for you, the listener, they have a special going for the month of August. Uh, it's 40% off all apparel in store. Uh, that's two times you, Under Armour, Mons Royale, and all that other stuff. Uh, just pop in and see them, mention this podcast, and voila, you get it. Um, our guest today is Mallory Wardell. You may remember she co-hosted with me on episode 6 with uh, Dwayne Collicutt. Mel is an American who randomly showed up on the Whangarei running scene this year and she's racked up some impressive results. Sixth, of the, sixth overall at the Sport Northland Events Beach the Basin with a time of 40 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, she was first overall in the Parihaka Trail Run 11, 12k, first overall at the Kaitaia Trail Run 11.5k and she was the second woman at uh, Rotorua Half Marathon with a time of 129.42 these results lead us to believe that there's got to be some endurance sports background to her. So let's find out. Welcome to the podcast, Mallory Wardell. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Quite an introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was, um, I was thinking we could, it was going to be like, oh, I'm going to interview Mel before the Sydney Marathon because she's training up for that. Mm. But then you've gone and rolled your ankles, so... Um, we'll, we'll just take this podcast nice and easy and not get too complicated, eh? Yeah, don't you, send me into spiral sadness. Mm-hmm. Are you over your injury? Um, I'm getting there. I Yeah, I rolled my ankle close to the last weekend in June and then ended up with some yucky calf Achilles stuff. And I've been able to run like every other day, so it's been pretty good. I actually did some of Hannah's run with her yesterday, although I had some real miscommunication problems and I am sorry. <laughs> Mel, so Mel has just injured herself and she thinks she's not running well, but then she can go and crank out like a 25 kilometer run as soon as she's better. <laughs> um, whereas I'm, you know, to get to 25 kilometers would take me quite a few months to train up to that distance but mm. yeah mal yeah. is next level absolutely next level mm. and i'm personally really inspired by mal so i'm excited to get some info out of her during this podcast i've actually been every time i go for a run with mal i dig her dig for info <laughs> and advice she's got really good advice so i guess our first question is mal where are you from Yeah, so I was born in Spokane, Washington, and I lived in Washington for about almost 10 years, um, which is like the Pacific Northwest of the States near Canada, and ran around in the woods, and then my family moved down to Arizona, and we moved there when I was about 10, and so then I was in Arizona, and then eventually ended up back up at the Pacific Northwest, so I don't really know when I always find that question hard because I'm like, oh, I'm like a Arizona sunny gal, but then there's also this like mountainous 
person in me from the Washington version. So, yeah, those two. I mean, obviously, I'm from the States. Hence <laughs> the accent and often confusion when I first moved here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Is Spokane a big city? How many people would live there? Oh, gosh. Just give us an idea. Because um, Wenatchee is like 90,000, and that's oh smaller than Spokane. So I bet Spokane, people are going to kill me. I don't know. Like is it bigger 000? than Whangarei? Like, definitely. You, okay, so it's sure. bigger than Whangarei. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. But smaller than Auckland? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but not as big as like Seattle. Like Seattle is like the yeah. big city in Washington. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Bring back the Sonics. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't know what no, I'm talking about. No, I know. I just don't watch Spider-Man. Okay. I think that's not a thing, bro. It's not a thing. Okay. No, it's a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. No, it I don't know thing? if it's a thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like a sports team? Yeah. yeah it's, an it's, M- it's an NBA basketball team. Oh, they got turned into the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jeez. I mean, I, okay. I watched the Suns like when I was in Phoenix. I would tell the Suns games. Uh, not all the Suns. I went to the Suns <clears throat> games. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible American. We're don't gonna, don't ask gonna, me about like. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can talk about is running. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. All, all right. Good. Let's talk about all running good. then. Let's yeah. talk about running. Okay, so. How did you get into running? Like, what's your sporting background? Um, I reckon this is quite interesting. Tell us about, especially about how you used to walk up um, mountains with your family. Mm, yeah. 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 When we moved to Arizona, I was about 10 and my mom and dad wanted to hike the Grand Canyon. Um, it's about, oh gosh, see, this is where I got to do conversions. So it's 13 miles to, from the top of the canyon, the rim down to the base, which should be about 21K. Um and then within the canyon, you have like a couple, like 5K, 10K walks. And so quite from a young age, um, my parents expected us kids to be able to um, hike long distance, like longer distances, like a 21K. And so, um, yeah, my mom and dad had, they had five kids in six years. So all of us were very jam-packed in the same age and they would have us hike weekly and we thought we were being rebels. And so instead of hiking it, we would run these <laughs> trails. And we thought we were so dang rebellious to the parents when really like it was probably more convenient yeah. for them anyways. <laughs> like, they just like, have to look after you. You just ran, yeah, run, run up. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even to this day, like a couple of years ago, I had I had like most of my siblings visit me in Oregon. We're all just walking a waterfall hike and... Uh, my older sibling, Aubrey, just breaks out into a run. And then the rest of us are like, all right, let's do it. And so we all just started yeah. running along. So yeah, I think from a really early age, I was trail running and just, I think my family was very, very active. Um, all of us were really active. And then from there, I did like cross country in high school and track and field in high school. I did soccer. Um, I played around with like basketball. I did some sand volleyball um so just kind of like a mix of a lot of sports growing up yeah yeah were you like the kid in primary school or I don't know what you call it the elementary, elementary. school yeah mm. that what like always won your school cross country or was it like later on that you start like that you started to get good like yeah how, yeah I think it was high school which is that would you guys call that high school yeah, right? yeah. yeah like from when you're like probably about 12 13 you go yep. to high school yeah yeah 13, and I was like yeah. the top girl on the team for quite a few years and I loved it I thought Mm. it was like so much fun being but it was like a super casual like I bet we only ran 
30 miles, like 50 K weeks, um, for like volume. And it was like very, for me, it was all about having fun. Like I just like had a ball with the girls. So I, yeah, I think one year, Oh, I don't remember if my older brother Quinn, he won district and I won district for the, uh, cross country race. And what's district? Districts is there's different, that's a good question. I don't even so know. Is it, so it's not states. States are broken up into districts. Yes. And then yeah. it's like a district race within like counties. Yeah. Okay. And so like right. in different like division levels. So you have like different D, like our school was like a D, well, it wasn't a division. It was 4A. But so it's like different schools depending on your size. Mm. How big right. the school size is. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. we had like pretty big schools and yeah. then like smaller schools. And so yeah. like the smaller schools would play in sports against it, those teams. And mm. is that about like because bigger schools obviously have more They're kids way, so potentially have an advantage because oh yeah. they can way have more a bigger pool of mm. children to pull yeah. yeah. It's the same with like collegiately. I mean, that's why when I went to Washington State, it was like a D1 school. And it's because it's Division One, and they have – huge they're massive yes programs there right yeah yeah mm. yeah interesting yeah okay so you obviously like were fully into running by you were running. 13 i loved yeah. it but yeah. i know that you also did rowing mm-hmm. so how did that come about because i feel like those are completely mm. different sports mm. they are so different yeah yes. like one yeah. you use your legs and one you use your arms and your core i suppose you know you lose your you lose your legs a lot in rowing i suppose as well you like, do you do actually it does your power does come from your legs in it rowing yeah, doesn't yeah. It? yeah yeah completely i'm thinking about kayaking um yeah <laughs> So dumb. Yeah. No. Well, the boats. Cut this out, Hayden. Cut no, this out. No, we won't. <laughs> no, I like the kayaking comment. Yeah. It's because I just listened to a podcast on Lisa Carrington. Oh, you oh, won't know who yeah, she yeah. is. Cool. And, and she talks about how when she runs, it's really hard for her because she only uses her arms. So mm. I just had that in my mind. But yes, rowing's definitely a lot of legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I was pretty competitive I feel like in high school and then I thought about running in college but to be totally honest I was really afraid that if I ran in college I would end up with like an eating disorder and I didn't I was nervous about that and I was like well I don't know if I really want to run and then lose the passion of running like I loved running and so um actually at the time my ex's father and his mom and dad they both met on the rowing team and they're like you should just check out rowing because it's like a different sport um and from there I thought like well okay and so I literally just showed up at like the tryouts and they're like oh she can run she's got like a great aerobic base Mm -hmm. and they put me on the novice team and then um from there I was on the novice you're on like a novice team for a year and then you try out for varsity and because (laughs) I really think it was just because I like had such a good aerobic base that they were like, ah, she's just got, we can just chuck her in the boats. And like, because she's so consistent and doesn't really tire, just put her in the boat. Um, and so I did that for, yeah, a couple years. And I loved, rowing was one of the coolest, most unique sports um, because it's such a team aspect. Yes. Yeah. And you have to, like rowing taught me to be really good at controlling my breathing. Because yeah. when you go into the catch, like all of it is, based off of like even the control of your yeah inhalation and exhalation and um it was such a good balance I mean I also feel like rowing taught me how to be good at strength training mm. um I had never really done like lifting before and 
to be a D1 athlete. Like you're expected to be at the gym quite a few times. And, um, the, yeah, the intensity of being a D1 athlete is like next level. Yeah. So do you think rowing helped you with running in respect of you learnt the importance of strength training Mm -hmm. and how that can help you with yeah like durability yeah like I feel like I'm so much more durable and then I have more strength longer and Mm. there have been periods where like I stopped lifting for a while and then I would put it back in to my training and realize like oh gosh it's so much better to have the strength training and it I think too as a runner like you tend to say like oh I could either go to the gym or I could run I'm definitely gonna run but I think sometimes you actually, it is important to replace those running days with strength training days because they prevent injuries and then they really do help you in the long haul. Um, yeah. For building some of the strength that you need mm. with endurance and with speed. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think. That's awesome. Mentally too was, it was insane. Some of the things that the coaches would say to you, I mean, it was really hard. Um, and it made me tough, uh, from yeah some of the things that they would say just yeah 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 and is that around you know how you were you just touched on the I guess eating disorder Mm. type um aspect of running and how that pulled you out of it for a little bit is that similar in rowing or not because I know that there's divisions in rowing as well, right? Where you have to be under a certain weight. Mm. And so was that an issue in rowing or not? Was I, it more the the intensity of it? Because I know with rowing, um, apparently it's literally one of the hardest sports to train for. Totally. Yeah. Along with, I think, swimming and triathlon. Like, because you have to train, you know, with swimmers, they'll train two hours in the morning, two hours in the mm-hmm. night. And then they'll have a strength-based session during the day as well. Same with rowing, right? They train three yeah, times a day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We would be, we'd train in the morning. We'd do like a strength session. And then we would also do like a pretty hard cardio session um, and get on the rowing machine. And then um, in the evenings, we would spend like hours on the water and mm. we would head out for the Snake River at like 3 p.m. and then not be back on the school campus till like 7 probably. Mm. Um, and you were out and we were in cold temperatures oftentimes. I remember the first like year I would have my hands would bleed because they were so calloused from like rowing mm. and you would I would get used to like feeling thinking that it was water that was on the oar and then like looking after like a hard row and it was just blood Blood. that was like pot. Yeah. And so you, but you, you can't stop like, because everyone is relying on that movement. Like Mm. you cannot stop. You just have to keep going. And it's such a, again, it's beautiful because it's that team of like the second that I give up and I collapse or like Mm. I fall apart, then like the person behind me does or the people in front of me. So that must've taught you so much resilience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do think being a coxswain you have to weigh like pretty, you're tiny. Mm. And so, um, they probably are more having, they, everyone was weighed. Mm. Um, I don't know what the division one schooling system is like now, but back then, like we were all weighed and our weights were tracked. Um, and the coxswains have to, you have to weigh a certain amount, um, for racing. And so if you weigh less then they put a sandbag on to, uh, to balance it out, to balance it out for the team. Yeah. And the gals are like six foot. They're all over six foot. So I was just like the smallest, shortest mm. one yeah. on the team. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was really fun. So what, how did you, 
what happened after you finished with your like you obviously weren't running at the same time as you were rowing right right I mean I would do like a couple runs a week um yeah and I loved I always loved it because I um we would do stadiums and I got to do like I would run the stadiums which was like up the stairs and down but no I didn't really do much running during rowing you didn't have time yeah so how did you transition back into running like after rowing so you did two years of rowing and then were you just over it or what I was sad to be over but yeah then I was done and I ended up doing Ironman training right (laughs) just straight into the next so you went from rowing to Ironman Mm -hmm. not rowing to running oh okay so talk about how the heck that happened talk about that yeah yeah I mean I knew that I I th- well, and I think with rowing, I started to swim more, um, and I had picked up cycling just because I thought it was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, I just decided, I kind of thought that I would have like a family early on, and I was worried that if I had kids, I would never have time to do an Ironman because I've heard how much training it takes. And so I felt like, well, oh, the clock is ticking. I better just <laughs> do an Ironman. <laughs> just makes sense. <laughs> crazy um so yeah i um i did uh whistler canada back in i think 2015 2015 yep did it in 12 hours and 55 minutes great so when i it was such a rough day that day dumping buckets of rain and when it rains obviously people end up with more flat tires because of like the crap that gets on the street I ended up with three flat tires on that. Yeah, it was terrible. So I was prepared for the first one, but the second and the third flat tire I wasn't prepared for. And I kind of felt like, well, I guess I'm just not meant to finish the Ironman. But you did. But I did. So that was good. (laughs) What was your your time for for your first, well, for your only Ironman? The marathon time, four hours and five minutes. Um, Yeah. So that was the first time you ran a marathon and you did a 405? Uh... Which but was, that was on which the was, back of... Which was on the back of a I, swim and a bike. Actually, I did... I have no idea when I did a marathon, like... Was it in 2013 or 2014? I did do a marathon, and I feel like my mm. time was like four hours and something. Wow. And I ate one almond. <laughs> what, the, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like, during it? Literally packed, like, this cute little bag of almonds <laughs> and put them in my pocket and I ate one almond like and during, I was like during the, during the marathon like oh I was like gosh. this is what I trained like this must be the only thing I need to fuel with is one almond one almond yeah 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 that was like I remember on my first marathon my only nutrition <laughs> sounds so weird <laughs> and I don't even know where I got this idea from I had a bottle of water that I put sugar into <laughs> <laughs> Not salt? No. No salt? No, 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 no. Nothing. Just sugar. Sugar water. That'll do. Sugar (laughs) Gave it to my mum, who, like, passed it to me on the course. (laughs) I don't know why. To this day, I don't know where I got that idea from. I think it's from the alien in Men in Black when he drinks sugar water. (laughs) Have you seen that movie? It's funny. It is funny, like... It's funny to look, to look back, back now yeah. and now like of where I was then to where I am now. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, cause when have you ever like uh, with the sugar water situation, like <laughs> that's weird. Right. But mm-hmm. also equally weird is like, when have you just seen someone like during a marathon, like 
pull out this like bag of almonds and stuff like <laughs> munching on them like it's so like, impractical like i feel doing? like that's a severe choking risk it is <laughs> i'm a swallowing therapist so I, you know it is it's very odd yeah but i think when i did iron man thank goodness i had like figured out to a t what my feeling was like i took salt pills both on the bike and the run and then i took in a ton of electrolytes and i knew that i could eat solid on the bike and so I would eat like the cliff bars and more solid food and then by the time I was running the marathon it was like we're just gonna do gels that's all I can do yeah so I think I got my stomach prepared honestly for like what was to come with more of the marathon training stuff nice so yeah Ironman training is hard it's just that you're on the bike forever mm. yeah mm. which I didn't love like I loved no. running and yeah. When I finished, like when I was running, when I was doing the Ironman that day and on my third flat tire, I was like, if I can't just get on my own two feet and run this marathon, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. And yeah. So do you think, do you feel like after that Ironman, the realization was like, I want to focus on running, like that's my vibe? Yeah, I think, so if I wouldn't have gotten those flat tires, I would have qualified for Kona, which would have put me, yeah. And oh, I wow. definitely would have qualified for Kona. And I was like, well, it was meant to be. And I kind of just thought at that point, I'm going to switch more to, yeah, marathon running and trail running. Okay. So your marathon PB is? Mm -hmm. 2.55. Yeah, 2.55. That's crazy. That's like absolutely. That's good. In a good way. Yeah. I look at. Inspirational way. (laughs) To be honest, I have not like really reflected or looked at my previous marathons until I sent you guys the 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 details more so because again like I can't do the splits between like minute per mile and the minute for K's yeah um but I have been very consistent as what I was like oh I guess I've been like really around that like 255 to like three hour and three three and five yeah marathon can you tell us how you got there because lots of people want to know this right Mm. like I want to know this I'm Mm. like how do you get that fast yeah so spill Spill the the, tea spill the beans yeah (laughs) um portland oregon portland is like the mecca of running and that was where i met steve who was my coach for quite a few years and he is the husband of shalane flanagan who's like a four-time olympian she ran she won new york city marathon in like 2019 um silver medal for like 10k she's legit so I, he kind of was willing to coach me for free. And at the time I was in my mm. master's program and I thought like, well, I might as well <laughs> be in a master's program and then also just train an obnoxious amount. And at that point, when he started to train me and run with me and pace me for workouts, then he, he put this idea in my head and I never got to actually do the idea but his thought was like i think that i could get you to run a 245 which would be the olympic trial standard for the states and so i would be able to qualify and run in the olympic trials for the marathon and that was like the dream that i was chasing for years and years and yeah he was amazing he was a good coach and supported me and kind of i think definitely gave me a lot of wisdom and yeah, I could talk about a lot of different things. Well, can training. you talk about like what a training week would look like for you? So like just take us through like a typical training week leading up to a marathon, maybe like, you know, around 
peak weight kind of thing you know yeah i was definitely doing 100 miles a week which is like 140 k's or is that one is that 160 160 yeah. yeah so i would do like eight weeks of 160k weeks wow. yeah um and i would feel like shit like for all of it like it was hard um but i would do typically like a speed session and steve really liked the track workout so he loved doing like mile mile two mile three times or like 12 by 800 or 20 by 400 and yeah, it, typically we would do that on like a Tuesday or Wednesday speed session. And then sometimes he'd throw in like a hill work and then, or like an up-tempo, but then mm. we would do a long run and the long run was either a steady state, like you're pretty, you can conversational level about three hours, or it would be more of like that workout speed stuff where we would do longer sessions at threshold. Um, so it kind of just depended, but it was just a freaking grind. Mm. It was hard. And I can't, I mean, I really believe a lot of it was my background in rowing and weight training that like I never got injured through running 160K a week. Like I was able to somehow sustain that. Yeah. So would that, would that be one workout a day or two workouts a day? Oh, for runs. Yeah. And I definitely doubles, doubles, doubles. Every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, no, I wouldn't double on like Saturday. Like a long run day. day. But like, Mm. Even like my, well, and then my speed days, I remember this one day I did like a couple miles warm up, like let's say like uh, 8K warm up. And then we were doing, yeah, the mile, mile, two mile on the track yeah. three times. And so that's 12 miles, which again is like 20K. Yeah. Um, so like that whole workout was probably about a 30K workout. And that's pretty normal, again, to do like a heavier speed or heavier amount of mileage or kilometers yeah. for these track sessions. So that was only one a day. But then the rest of your stuff is like, you're definitely doing doubles. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So what are you doing in between your your first workout and your second workout during the during the day? Are you... Are you are you studying? I was do I was in my master's program. So, you, so I was like you couldn't recover? in school and I would always stand in the back of the classroom. <laughs> Everyone like probably hated me. Like I was that student that was just like standing in the back stretching <laughs> <laughs> or like putting my arms up and the teacher would be like, Does Mallory have a question? I'm like, Nope. Just yeah. stretching. It's insane. <laughs> just cramping. Like, most most athletes that train that much, like 160k they they sleep during the day it's all you're having to go to it's all relative university it's all like the Mm. women that i was surrounded by and the people that i was training with were all 230 to 240 marathoners and so did they sleep during the day they worked (laughs) they worked they were like doctors they were engineers they were um just busy so Mm. to me again it was normal like i was like oh like that's what they do we get up at five we get up at 4 30 and we're just gonna train and we're gonna do it and then we're done at 6 a.m or 7 a.m so yeah that's relative so cool. yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome man like, yeah yeah that's extreme that is extreme um okay so what do you prefer marathon or half a marathon or what what's your jam if you yeah. had to choose just one race to do for the rest of your life Definitely. you could only do one marathon marathon yeah i've done so many halves like Growing up, I love my dad in particular for this. Like him and his wife, would they would run like half marathons every month around the States. And I, I think like my dad and I would make it a tradition 
to meet up and we would run a race, a half marathon race together. And so yeah. halves are just like fun yeah. because you can just pop in them. And for me, mm. I'm like, oh, this is just going to be a great run. Yeah. Like, What's I, your PB for a half? It's not great. It's, it was a, years ago. It was a 124, which is hilarious compared to like what I, yeah. What you can do for a marathon? Yeah, it you doesn't know. make sense or it doesn't add up. So It's almost like you need to like actually just train for a half marathon to see what you can pull out because you've never actually probably done any specific training for a half marathon. I really mm. haven't. I, yeah. I mean, even like the marathon feels like such big unfinished business for me because at some point when Steve had, my coach was like, I can get you to run that 245 and then doing the training for it year after year, and like never even touching the 40s, like never even getting like a 249. It mm. just feels like so disappointing. Yeah. But also, didn't you tell me that your PB marathon was on like, was it, did it have like quite a bit of elevation or trails or something? It had horse what? trails. Yeah. It had horse trails on it. Yeah. So it was like sandy freaking horse trails. Yeah. yeah. And it was such a funny, yeah. I mean, that was that, that was this past October when I ran it and I didn't even look at my watch like the entire run and then I the last 7k had someone hop in with me and he was like you're on course record pace and your pb like we should pick it up I'm like oh Oh. okay let's do it Mm. so yeah so like what is so you've got unfinished business (laughs) with the marathon Mm -hmm. so obviously you were going to be doing Sydney in a couple of weeks but that hasn't Mm. worked out Mm -hmm. to plan which is actually all part of running and a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate to having an injury and things not going to plan. And I think it's honestly part of being a runner, isn't it? And it's mm-hmm. um, all about um, how you come back from that and mm. build resilience and learn from your injuries as well. I guess what is something you've learned from this injury, Mel? Do you learn anything? <laughs> Do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a couple of things that you've uh, learned that you can pass on. I mean, I yeah, I think, well, I think running in general you have these, you think that you're just going to be able to race whatever that race is. And then sometimes it's just sort of, it's disappointing because it, it doesn't go the way that you had planned, but again, it creates that resiliency and sort of the ability to quickly switch of like, okay, well now I'm not going to be able to do the volume that I want or even Mm. the speed that I want, but what can I do instead to still get some benefit from this training cycle? Um, so I've been doing a lot of like rowing and spinning and swimming, um, and I think it's just having the injury has taught me that even though I'm taking time off of running, I can still keep that aerobic base. Yeah. Because like when I ran 25K yesterday, I was like, oh, I actually feel great yeah. the entire yeah. run. Like I'm not fatiguing and my legs are not really tired at all. Um, and I feel like I still have some speed there. Whereas mm. I was quite nervous about losing you just are so afraid and it's such a mind game when Mm. like people have injuries because you just think like oh lost all my fitness and Mm. gone for good yeah but it's not the case at all and I think you can also get your fitness back pretty quickly yeah too definitely yeah and like you focus on strength as well Mm -hmm. as those other things like you said cycling swimming and so um, much rowing but you did a lot of strength so much Mm. lifting I have done like Honestly, I feel like my arms are getting like, what am I becoming? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, but that's, that's awesome. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. I have never focused so much on like calf strengthening until this point, And I have found how important it is to do more calf exercises. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting. Didn't even. Yeah. I feel like we do like squats and yeah. single leg stuff and lunges, but like the calves are the ones that fire it and, um, I just didn't realize how important that was, obviously. Yeah, I've got really sore calves today from my run yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I need to do more strength. Go roll it out. Um, okay, so what are your goals now coming out of this injury? What, yeah. what You've had to shift your focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? What are your goals for the rest of the year or yeah. coming year, next year? Yeah, I didn't think that I was going to be able to even run the marathon for Sydney until – yesterday and then I thought oh cool I think I can actually like run the whole marathon um and use it as a training run for Auckland and so Sydney will be how far are we we're four weeks four weeks weeks. oh yeah Yeah. plenty of time so I'll have hopefully some more uptick in mileage so that I'm not going to totally die at Sydney marathon I think I'll be fine and I'll use Sydney as a training run take all the photos and yeah, that'll be good. And then Auckland would be fun if I could do it speedy. I would love that. Um, I don't know how fast the course is, and I think it just depends on the day. Yeah. I think it's pretty fast. I think there's mm. like 200 metres of elevation in the first okay. half of it, right? Mm. So all the yeah. elevations in the first half, and yeah. then the rest of it is flat. pancake flat. Like. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. I feel like that's the best that would be the way to do it anyways mm. is like not having a completely flat mm-hmm. marathon course and having it be a little bit more rolling. And I would love to have some nice speedy shoes for Auckland. Whereas like Sydney, I'm just going to run in whatever, but for Auckland, I'll definitely run in like the alpha flies. Um, so yeah. And then I have Kepler's that I made it in. I made it in the slot. So I'm going to run that in December. Yep. That's a 60K, and then really all of it's leading up to, like, Terawira to 100K. Oh, of course. Yes. And that was what I told my physio, too. I was like, you know, it's fine that I can't run Sydney Marathon. And, like, she's like, well, could, this injury could be three to six months. And I'm like, okay, guess it's fine that I can't run Auckland Marathon either. But at the end of the day, like, I want to run. I am leaning more towards doing that ultra distance. Like, my dream mm. would be definitely a 100 miler. Have um, you done an ultra before? I've done 50Ks. But more of just, yeah, I've done like a, yeah, and they're, they're mountain 50Ks. Like I've done so much trail running in the States, um, but nothing serious. So. Nice. Ooh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay, Mallory. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> All right. Okay, Mallory. That's so fascinating. I am, I'm going to do Tarawira as well. I signed Hannah, up. I what signed are you going to do What it? is our plan, Hayden? Mm. I, signed the up, I signed up for the 50K uh, last yeah. week. Ooh. Hayden and I are going to do Tarawera, but we are just going to jog together and we're going to eat all the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally going to jog <laughs> yeah. and we're going to stop at all the aid stations and yeah. eat the baking. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we're probably really not going to train. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the idea of training over summer. Neither. That's why I've thought yeah. that we would oh, just great. chill. And here I am. I'm <laughs> like, 100 to terror is my goal race. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never been into New Zealand summer, so. Oh, Hayden and I will be it's... turning up in February with beer bellies. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like in your peak fitness. <laughs> be ready for the beer miler. <laughs> yeah. um, can we just move on to some random 
um, random questions. Yeah, let's um, do it. What are your favorite Kiwi sayings? There's so many. Okay, you you can't you can't. I can't say Mel, all of them. Mel has a list of about. You're, 50. I do. You're, allow, you're allowed you to swear if you like. How many do you reckon? How Five. Many? Okay. Well, okay. One of them I love is can't organize a piss up in a brewery. <laughs> yeah. That one is so good to me because people say that, but then they'll also say like, "Are you pissed?" What? But, and like what not you, angry. Yeah, but like as in drunk. Yeah. yeah. And see, I don't. I don't think I've. I've never heard that. And then, <laughs> are you taking the piss? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then there's another one with piss in it too. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, like if it was like, I'm pissed, would mean like mm. I'm drunk, right? What about no, if no, I'm no. pissed off? Oh gosh. If I'm, I'm pissed, it means I'm angry. Okay, so no, I would say that. You can say that you're pissed if you're drunk. Oh, if you if well. you've had a few to consume, yeah. then yeah, you're pissed as well. Uh, okay. What about I'm it's, munted? It's well, that can be like I'm munted as in uh, I could finish a run and be like, oh, I'm munted. Like, but munted can also, I don't know, I guess you could use it in lots of different mm. ways. Which makes me then think of knackered. Yes, knackered. So I would say knackered. <laughs> so is knackered. Yeah. But I wouldn't that? say that. We would never say that. Like, really? No. And so when I moved here, people would be like, oh, I'm knackered. And I would think they're <laughs> saying, oh, I'm naked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like that. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And it was my patients, like at the hospital. Yeah. And they would tell me, I'm naked. I'm like, okay. I don't know how to help you with that. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Um, okay. The other one that you introduced me to is I'm not here to fuck spiders. Yeah. And I could probably. So that one, you said, I'm not here to mess around, which. Mm. Is that right? That's the same mm. thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I would. I love this one so much. I want it on a shirt. I want it on a hat. <laughs> I. I want it all over the place. Yeah. Because I've never heard it before, and it's a really good. Like, have you heard it, Hayden? Yeah. Yeah. Time, cool. Yeah. yeah good. Mm. Yeah. Because I said it to someone the other day. I was like, "Oh, I'm not here to fuck spiders," and they mm. were like, "What?" And uh, I was like, "Have you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it should be like when you get your citizenship or whatever. Like, yeah. you should know that saying." <laughs> There, yeah, some of these, um, some of these I've heard, like the she'll be all right, and like she'll be right, she'll be right, yeah. Oh, see, it's not even she'll, she'll be all right, she'll be right, yeah, she'll, she'll be, be right, yeah. Uh, we just we just like to cut like whole bits of yeah, words. Yeah, you do. Mm. And also, I feel like another thing we do, maybe this is just me, like I give everyone a nickname, right? Like I never call anyone by their full name. Maybe yeah. that's just me. I feel like nicknames are quite a big thing. Like same with like Arvo. Yes. Never heard of that. And when Arvo. I came here and people were like, seeing the Arvo, I'm like, are we meeting somewhere? Like, where no. yeah, is like, the Arvo? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? And then they were like, seeing the Arvo for Maccas. And I'm like, what's Maccas? I don't know what that yeah, is either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we would say Mickadies. Mickadies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. We would not say, I've never, like, now I hear Maccas more. And I hear it all over. I'm like, mm. it's McDonald's. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, and, two and more. Arvo I want, is I afternoon. Want this is actually quite interesting. The other one that really killed me was okay, so I moved in and my neighbor, my, let's see, my housemate was having a yawn with the neighbor. <laughs> a yawn. And I thought this for probably months that people were saying a yawn, like their sleepy yawn. And it wasn't until, <laughs> and I, and so then I started saying it. I was like, oh, I had a yawn with you know, Hannah. And I had a yawn with Hayden. And then somebody told me, they were like, do you mean a yarn? And because I, they, I didn't realize that I was saying it wrong. And I really thought that it was 
yawn just yeah. from your eyes access. So yeah. that's funny. Yeah. So that's yeah. not a thing in America. No, I've yarn. never heard. So what of is that. it then? Like what? What do you, what do you we're about? Like, chat. What we're about? Like, like we're having chat. some banter. Is that a thing? Um, what about having a powwow? Yeah, we're having a powwow. Yeah. Yeah, we'd say that's that. It's the same thing. As having a yarn. Yeah. Oh. Really? Wait, <laughs> yeah. but then with that, like, because then, again, there's all these contexts within it, like, oh, fuck, she's having a yawn. That's like she's talking shit. Oh, she's spinning a yarn. She's spinning yeah. a yarn. Yeah, yeah, she's spinning a yarn. I don't understand. Then she's talking shit. Let okay. me choose yeah. one off here. Please. <laughs> yeah, cheap as chips. That one's cute. Yeah. And then uh, sweet as, cool as. I reckon. All okay. those as. Let's just okay, add it what everywhere. about, like. When someone said, when someone said to you, mm-hmm. oh, "I'm under the pump," mm. you would have been like, "What pump? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not under the pump." Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it also sounds like a bathroom. Like, yeah, like you, you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or, oh, <yeah>. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's under pressure. Mm. And also, yeah, nah. And you're yeah, like, nah. well, are you, is it yeah or is it nah? Like, nah, <laughs> which yeah. is it? Yeah. And now I'm finding I am saying that more, which yeah. I think I've been around you all too much. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know what that means. I'm like, okay, so are you saying yeah or are you saying nah? Like, yeah, <laughs> is nah. It nah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I usually have to confirm. And when I first moved here, like, even the first week I was here, I got invited to go over to Steve Trass's house for yes. like a, a for run. A weekend runaway. Yeah. Or whatever we call I it. Yeah. didn't know like 80% of what was being said to me. Mm. I just didn't understand. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know what you guys were saying. Mm. And I don't, I think it was the accent, but then also there was like <laughs> slang thrown around and <laughs> yeah. I could not. Yeah. It's I, amazing that like you're a speech therapist. That you, yeah. <laughs> it's go. great. It's really great. My poor patients. I keep telling them, I'm like, you're the one teaching me speech therapy. It's so sad. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It, it took me a long time to like, and it's hard when you're running with people and mm. then you don't understand what they're saying too, because then you yeah. really like, they can't tell what, that it's on your face that you yeah. don't know what they mm. just said because you're running side by side. Yeah. So, yeah. Instead, I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, what did they just say? I don't yeah. know. You need to like go home and like yeah. Google it, like the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they show up at three, three, oh, they show up at your house at 3 p.m. the next day and go, yes, remember we, we talked about it while we were running this oh, today. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is I it, is it in America that they use the term thong? Or is that Australia? Because I uh, went, I can't remember if it was in Australia or New Zealand, and someone's like, "Oh, get like wearing a thong or something." Is it jandals or? Okay, like, so that happened to me too. Like jandals and togs, I'm not used yeah. to that those words mm. at all. And so when I heard togs, I always think of like a thong or. A, like, so what is a thong? A thong is like an underwear that you'd buy from Victoria's Secret, like the string, oh, like a string yeah. thong. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you could do thongs as like flip flops. That's what I. That's what someone said. I'm yeah. gonna like. I'm wearing thong, and I'm like, I don't need to know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about genders, and yeah, I'm like, I would say that, bro. Actually. I don't want to know. Yeah, like, like, oh, I pack my thongs, which would be like my flip flops. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, yeah. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so my spare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and same. Yeah, the Hannah. jandals. I'm wearing my thongs. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, 
Minnesota again. It's gross, bro. <laughs> you guys don't wear shoes that often, like no. Yeah, that really. Yeah, no. like at the market, like at the grocery store. Yeah. No, that's just Whangarei, bro. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like that's a Whangarei Is it like thing. a Northland thing? No. Oh, I don't know. I, I pick my kids up from school and they're always in bare feet. Yeah, yeah. something with kids, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I don't wear shoes. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a few foreigners like comment to me and they go, why, why does no one ever wear any shoes? Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. I just tell them we're all part, part hobbits. <laughs> yeah, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You guys do have tough feet. I think. Not me. No, I'm I feel off. like yeah. I'm a shoe person. Yeah, like right now, like I'm wearing. You know, yeah. I'm always wearing slippers or shoes or whatever. Yeah. What's um? um oh, you you can ask it, Hannah. No, you go. No, you go. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I was just gonna say, okay, if there was one thing you could bring over to New Zealand from America, what would it be? Like, what's one thing you miss? Or yeah, I mean, besides like my people, my tribe. I would say Dairy Queen Blizzards, Turtle Pecan. What is that? It sounds what like is, an ice cream. Dairy Queen Blizzard? It, or it sounds like a chocolate milk. Yeah, it's ice cream for sure. And what they do is, I, I feel like it's like a, it's a milkshake, but a very, very thick milkshake. Oh, um, and then yeah. you get it in the drive-thru and they hand it to you, but then they turn it upside down and then they give it to you. And the purpose of that is to prove that it's so thick that when they flip oh, it upside yeah, down, yeah, it like yeah. sticks like it a spoon, like sticks, and nothing wow. moves. Nothing moves. Like yeah, and then so they hand it to you. Is Dairy that Queen the, the name? Like it's like it's the like brand. brand. Yeah, it's a big right. corporate. I feel like it's all in the states. Dairy Queen. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why I missed that. You don't know why mm. I would what, miss no, that. Wait, no, <laughs> I missed that when I went there. Oh, I yeah. lived there for like a couple of months, and I never. And they went. never took you to Dairy Queen DQ. No, I feel like yeah, Dairy Queen and Burger down on that one. Yeah, the Queen and the King. Mm. Yeah. If I could bring one thing over from the states, it would be um, Sonic. Um, the takeaways, the, the, yeah. the drive-in. You like drive into it, mm-hmm. and then you like when you're in the down, then you press the button, mm. and then someone comes out with your food. On rollerblades, Sonic always had. A, yeah. They were on rollerblades. Okay. Was it on rollerblades? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they tater, they had tots, oh. and like chili fries, yeah, and yeah. they had the best um, like Powerade slushies. Oh, yeah. they were so good. Man, that's so niche because I feel like not that many people can rollerblade. So finding employees to work there would be like really difficult. <laughs> sad, <laughs> you know, like when you're it just would be sad. I've seen some pretty bad spills. Oh, it's terrible, no. you know. It's like oh, make sure to tip her extra. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. don't tip here no, either. We don't tip. Yeah, yeah we do weird. loads of tipping. Yeah. Is there yeah. is there one thing in New Zealand that you would like to take? Back to the States. If you went back there. Which you're not, because we're obviously went, not going to let yeah. you move back. So, mm. yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a lot. Like, yeah, what's what's one New Zealand thing that the States is lacking? Mm-hmm, there's too many. Um, <laughs> like, the dairy industry is amazing. The meat here and the cheese is so good. Yeah. I'm serious. Can you tell us? I about, used to be tell a fucking like plant story. based. Tell us the milk story tell about how you drank story. the milk well, and I, then you how it tasted like. I thought... It just tasted like um, like the cows were eating grass, <laughs> <laughs> and and like then I was drinking <laughs> like the most <laughs> nourishing milk <laughs> for my body. <laughs> but then I would taste that grassy something dirty, yeah. like it, yeah. but it wasn't dirty. It was like pure. It was good. Yeah. And I would taste it in every little dairy product I'd have, like the cheese and the mm. yogurt, and it, there's just this like hint. Uh, it's a and I googled it 
Because I couldn't, I felt like I was going crazy and I Googled it and nothing really came up besides the fact that New Zealand has like, yeah, your guys' cows are not just normal happy cows. Yeah. Not depressed and (laughs) steroidal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that the States has park run, but I feel like I love, I love having the community of, and I think the community of like Fangare, I feel like we have such a sweet group of runners. It's quite inclusive too, eh? It's like, it doesn't matter how fast you are or you know, what your background is, like anyone can be a runner and everyone's welcome as a runner. Like, yeah, yeah, which I love as well. I feel like, I don't know, you can tell me this, but coming somewhere from Portland where it's probably, what did you say, it's the running capital of the world? And they're oh, definitely of the states. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like very that's, yeah. That's where Nike has their, mm-hmm. their headquarters. Nike, I ran on the Nike yeah. headquarters, like mm. on their track. Yeah, they have this really cool track where it's like a little rainforest in the middle of it, and so mm. you wouldn't even be able to see like where the two hundred is. I just feel nice. like it would be really intimidating in, mm. in an environment like that. Whereas here, it's like encour- like ev- everyone's encouraged to run, and mm. yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, kind of what I was saying earlier, it's you're surrounded by really, really fast people. Mm. Um, and and I think, yeah, you only run with the people that are around the same pace as you and you don't run with mm. a variety of runners. And I like that like the groups that I've been able to run with are just a mix of people. Like that's always what I would prefer anyways. Um, but most, yeah, in Portland, it was all 230, 240, Marathoners. Marathon runners. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me think of the chase. I would want, I would totally, I would seriously definitely bring back the concept of the chase in um, the States. I've never heard of the chase. What is it? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Hayden. So, and this is what's really funny. Like as an outsider coming in, like I got invited to run with Dwayne to the chase and he kind of gave me like a preface of like oh yeah it's this group where we meet at hunting and fishing um and dave gives you like a set course and then based off of the course you put you submit your time of your pace which again i was like i don't know what i'm even running like i don't know what my kilometer i don't know what my pace is and i also don't know where i'm running yeah yeah and so you just moved here so you got this map you're like this means nothing to me okay and so um, he ended up having me come to the f- the first one. And I remember feeling like immediately intimidated and terrified. Like I was like, I have to run the pace that we submitted because if I don't, I'm not going to be invited ever again to this run. Um, but the idea of it is again, like, so we all run the same course. We just leave at different times. And the reason for that is because then you guys run it so you can also explain it. Um, but then you end up finishing, finishing it together. At the same time. Yeah. That's, like, like yeah. and you're, it's called the chase because essentially we're, we're chasing each other. Chased. Yeah. 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 Apart from the person at the back. They're the, mm. sh- they're not being chased. They're the shark. Yeah. So they're getting, yeah. And then honestly, so much fun because then there's the flybys and I feel like the video after the fact just cracked me up for so long because it was me learning and trying to understand what he was even saying and it helped like I was like oh I see so it was actually it's a great experience yeah yeah and now I feel like you need to do that at home but but if you were moving home you could do that but you're not yes (laughs) 
sorry, Mouse family, if you're listening, but I'm trying to steal her. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yeah, cool. No, I'm super stoked to have met Mel. She's honestly one of the coolest mm. chicks and she's just, she's one of those people, you know, you meet those annoying people in life and they're like good at everything. They're like beautiful soul. Like... <laughs> So annoying. Just like, just, you know, just be bad at something, please, Mel. Can I, you just be bad at something? <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> um, nah, it's been awesome meeting Mel. Um, but, yeah, is there is there anything else you want to, like, share or mm. have we missed anything? Because I don't want you to, like, have regrets about not having said something. <laughs> I no? No, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like we covered everything really well. Yeah. I could talk about running forever. And so like yeah. if people ever want to talk to me about like marathon training and my views on like getting a coach versus not having a coach yeah. and like fueling mm. and um, yeah. Like you're happy to, you're happy to I take love questions. talking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the only downside is again, like I have not converted to the miles and kilometers split. And so it's still so tricky for me to figure that mm. one out. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, I don't think this will be the last time you're on the podcast. So, yeah, if we want to delve into that kind of stuff, we can do so at a later date. But no, what it's do cool you want um, people to send you questions if they have any? They um, can message. They I can always, message Hayden, and we can you yeah. can answer them if you're on future podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I also have a really weird Instagram account called Swallow the Bug. <laughs> so people can message me on that um but just um mal usually takes about Should three I? working days to uh, reply to her messages so. <laughs> i do i'm really bad at social media and platforms but and it's not because she doesn't I don't know, like maybe you because i have a life or maybe you don't yeah i actually i do not- love you <laughs> i love you no 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 but in all seriousness she takes three working days so um don't don't think that she's doing it on purpose it's just it's just how she operates and we love her for it. I have three phones, okay? <laughs> three. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Uh-huh. Good luck with for everything coming up. Um, what was it? Sydney, Auckland, Kepler, Tarawera. Good luck for all those. I hope to have you back on this podcast again sometime in the near future. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Listener and... Fuck, what did I say that for? Uh, thank Can you. I do the extra? The extra? Outro? You want to do the outro? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck, you do it then. <laughs> I like doing can the you, outro. It's the funnest Can you part. thank me then for yeah, coming yeah, along? Yeah. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. Well, thanks, Mel, for joining us. Thanks, Hades, for having me along. All good. You're the man. I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, Thank you, listener, and thank you to our show sponsor, Trek Trail and Fish. Remember that they have 40% off all apparel in store for the month of August. Please tell all your mates about Run Adjacent. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Run Adjacent. And your call to action this week is, if your podcast player allows you to, please leave us a review. This really helps. And until next time... Happy running! <laughs> I did not know that was happening. Neither did I. Yeah, I felt it. I felt it. <laughs>